Hey, this is Troy Baker. And Nolan North. And you're listening to My, My Xbox, Xbox and, and me. me. Hey, we did that together. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to My Xbox and Me, episode 144. I am one of your hosts, MC Fixer, alongside the beast from the Northeast, Gary. How are you? Wow. No. Yes. We've done this. Yeah. We've been through this. Yeah. No. Yeah. Whatever. I'm yeah. How are things? How are things? Oh, great. You know. Great week. You know. Great week. Fucking awesome. Actually, to be fair, I did get, a, I did get this awesome card from Special Effect. Um, they sent me a really lovely uh, lovely thank you card for the fundraiser. Oh, dope. Which I thought was uh, was really nice. Just randomly appeared in the post. Oh, that's cool. Um, so that's nice. They also sent like a letter with like some people who let their help, which was cool. That's dope. That's good, that's good. At least you no, see where it's going and stuff like that. Yeah, so, definitely. And you know that you're appreciated and your time is valuable and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, 100%. So. Like, special effects are great. Like, when I um, announced the fundraiser, like, I didn't tag them in anything or email them or anything. And, like, like I think three three or four days like after I announced it on Twitter and Facebook and everything, I got an email completely out of the blue, which was just like, hi, here's a bunch of resources for your, uh, for your live stream. Yeah. I was like, geez, oh, whoa, cool. okay. Oh, that's awesome. I wasn't awesome. expecting that. Yeah, yeah. whoa. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Um, How are you? What's going on this week? Yeah, I'm good. I'm ju- you know what? The weeks are hard at the moment because everything that's going on. Yeah. I don't really get... I've only... This is this been my first week back? Or was last week? No, last, last week. Last week. week was my first week back working again because of everything that happened. And then this week... It's been a bit harder because we've had to do a lot more funeral stuff yeah. and had to go to the Chapel of Rest and just a lot of stuff. Um, that's been very hard. You know, like I said, I said it on... Um, I said it before and maybe I've said it in stream quite a lot, but it's like... It's one of the hardest things I've ever had to go through. Um, yeah. Supporting uh, my fiance who lost her partner, if you missed a couple of weeks ago. Uh, my fiance not lost her partner, sorry, lost her mother. Um, lost at, you? At, yeah, lost me. Crazy. Um, but yeah, it, it was like a... It's a weird scenario because it's like there's nothing I can do to help. Yeah. Like nothing. Like and that's like I've never been in that position and it's like there's certain things that have been said and it's like and then she'll say like you know what I mean and I go no. Yeah. Because I refuse I refuse as a person to say yes I know what she's going through. Oh, I feel like that undermines. Yeah. I really hate the people. It's like I know exactly what you're going through. It's like unless you lost the power in at 25 when you've not had kids you've not been married all that jazz you haven't got a fucking clue. Yeah. And yeah, so it's been one of those weeks. Same for you, but it's been one of those weeks. It's been one of those weeks, but that's okay because we've got Xbox and that's what we do. And remember, this week's My Xbox and Me is brought to you by Mike Lynch. Remember, you can get the show early if you go to patreon.com slash mcfixer. Um, I am considering taking it away from Twitch again and then just um, doing it as a live show on YouTube for Patreon supporters again. I just feel like Patreon supporters get a little bit more out of it that way. And uh, the trial run's been good. It's something we wanted to test. Um, it has been somewhat successful, but I don't know. I'm still we're still still thinking about it. So that's where we're at on that. Um, besides that, let's just jump straight. What's been in our box, Gary? What have you been playing this week? I've been playing this little indie game no one's heard of. It's called No Man's Sky. Never heard of it. Never. I heard thought of you it. wasn't going back. I wasn't, and then. I just did. Like, I don't know. I was just like, I need a game to stream. No one's won Overwatch. Can't be asked for PUBG. All the, the games that I've been playing, like, 
the early access games and stuff. It's just like I wasn't feeling it. So you know, I was like, I'm gonna install No Man's Sky. I'm gonna play No Man's Sky. Yeah. And then I, I played one stream, and then I did another stream, and then I did another stream. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know? I'm, so I'm hearing, I'm hearing fantastic things about it. Like I've got Dan only in my chat. I've got. Uh, Xbox to be in my chat, both of them won't shut the fuck up about it. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I don't do my editing because I'm not playing it. Where you're on your planet, so then your chat talking about the game while you're playing. Me, I'm just sitting there playing fucking Fortnite. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, and I just got this new, and I'm selling it for a rare, and I'm like, what? Oh, I don't, I don't like end games that, like, when they start chatting about this shit that they're doing, and I'm just like, I don't know, man, what? I'm just digging a hole in the ground exactly. <laughs> to find yeah, this exactly. fucking thing. Like, yeah. I like, I don't know. It's weird because I can't like making direct comparisons for me uh, to the game it was two years ago is difficult because it was two years ago and about five hundred yeah. games between like now and then, so it's hard to remember what it was like at launch. But I remember being bored by this point when it first came out. Whereas when I'm playing it now, it's like I'm quite quite eager to get back into it. Um, yeah, that's the, the updates meant to them wonders to it from yeah. what I what I'm hearing. Um, it's way more complete. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like. If I remember rightly, when I was playing the original game, there wasn't much to do but follow the path to the center of the the galaxy, and then um, and then like along the way, you might explore a planet and see some weird bird or that Whatever. strange tree or stuff. But like, it seems mm-hmm. like, but nothing much was happening. Whereas it seems like, no matter, like for starters, I'm building a base. I have my own home. I have my own planet, and I'm just so. Like, and now, no, that was there at launch. No, that wasn't definitely. So not okay, there. so. When I say for launch, it's kind of hard because Xbox are just Xbox fans are just getting their hands on this game. So people that have never played the game before, you're experiencing something that a ton of people that bought the game the first time around yeah. just never got. When you're talking about launch, it's like when it came out on PC and PS4 in 2016. Exactly. Um, but it, 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 the base build and stuff that wasn't there. that wasn't part of this update. I think it was part of one of the other ones because there's been yeah, like but, three or four. But yeah. But this is the one that seems to have drawn a lot of people back in because fucking hell, it is blowing up on my Twitter timeline. Like everybody's yeah, talking same. about No Man's Sky. What well, I'm seeing a lot of people. I've seen it got re-reviewed by some people. I'm seeing that Sean Murray's not getting as much hate. It's just like yeah. little things like, <laughs> oh my god, it's actually good. Oh my god, it's. So the question I got for you is: is like, if it would have launched in this state, would like if it would have launched the Xbox version of the launch? Compared to how it launched in other on Alpha platforms, do you think it would have reviewed a lot better, oh, or a lot less hate, yes. or would it have still been a case of they overestimated, they over, not overestimated, they over sold what it actually was, or is this now the vision of the game that was sold to people? I would imagine there's still stuff missing from what they promised. Okay, but again, two years removed from all of that. Yeah, um, I wouldn't wouldn't know hundred percent. Plus, there's tons of stuff in the game that I haven't even seen yet. But you haven't even got to yet. As far as I could think of, like what the original vision of No Man's Sky was, like the spirit of it, I, this is definitely way closer than than it was when it first came out two years ago. So it seems like it's worked out perfect for Xbox fans. Hundred percent. Really, yeah, 100%. if you were an Xbox and you wanted No Man's Sky. Um, or even if you didn't, you, even if the controversy like put you off completely, and you were just like, "I'm not going to yeah, buy it," and then it comes out on true. Xbox, and it's like, "No, this is like, this is like the full release of the game." Whereas when it came out two years ago, that was kind of like the early access release almost. Um, at least that's what it feels like. If like it feels like, yeah, the game came out in early access two years ago. Even though it didn't, it came out it was a full release. But they've added all of the things that they said 
a lot of the things that they said Most were going to be in the, the game things, that yeah. weren't ended up in the game. Okay. Okay, it still it still doesn't appeal to me at all. Like, no, hundred percent. Like, Stu- it's not your Stu- game. And, yeah. It's just that's just not my type of game. Unfortunately, still not my type of game. But um, I'm glad people are having fun with it. Like seriously. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've been playing Borderlands too. Yeah, I just as saw. you just saw. Um, me, Stu, Crash, and Rampage, aka Nope. Um, yeah, we've been playing it. Uh, Stu bought it again. I've wanted to get to the pirate DLC for not pirate DLC, sorry, the entire tier DLC for years, but didn't want to grind through it. We finally got people to grind through it with, and we're having a lot of fun. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it again anyway, because I loved Borderlands. Um, yeah. Really upset that we're not getting a free this year, but I'm still had, a, I'm still, I'm having a ton of fun with it. Borderlands is such a fun game. Just that loot grind and that just grinding through has been a ton of fun. I can't wait to get to end game stuff, like when you like, like the hidden bosses and stuff like that, where it's like. You need a full team of level 70s and 60s to take down these big-ass bosses. Like, I think there's one that's called, like, You'll Never Defeat Me or something. And when, when they die, it just drops so much loot. And then you're micromanaging all the loot that you want and then trying to go up and go up and go up. So that's what I'm looking forward to getting to. And all that DLC, honestly. Because I Tiny bought the season Tina. pass. Tiny Tina's I've DLC. never played it, yeah. Uh, but I bought the season pass on 360. Never got to it. Now I bought the Handsome Jacks collection. Never got to it. Finally, hopefully, gonna get to it. As you saw, we're pretty much at the end of the game now, which is so happy about. I'm so happy to not have to play it for again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. Um, anything else you've been playing? No, it has literally just been No Man's Sky. Um, some Switch stuff, which obviously no one wants to hear about. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just literally been that. Um, Fair enough. Um, what else have I been playing? Still FIFA, obviously. Can't. Um, people keep asking me, "Are you excited for nineteen? Are you excited for nineteen? It's like it's FIFA. <laughs> I don't really get excited for FIFA because I'm not gonna buy it every year. Yeah. And obviously they put they put out new trailers and stuff like that, and it's just like, yeah, cool, I'll buy it. Comes out every yeah. year, so it's like it's um, hard to get. It's hard to get. That's hype. it. Yeah, that's it. There's, there's just nothing more. There's nothing more to it for me. It's just sort of like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready when you're ready. Yeah. Cool. Whenever you want to drop it, that's fine. I'll be there. Yeah. Day one. I'll be there to buy it day one. Exactly. Yeah. We're having a lot of fun with pro clubs, though. If you're not, if you like FIFA and you're not part of our pro clubs team, we stream it every Monday and Friday. Monday is the subscriber only. So I'm subscriber. Sorry, subscribers to my Twitch channel, Twitch.tv/mcfixer, and Mondays are for followers. So anyone that's following my channel can play with us as well. Um, we've actually got a decent little team. We're actually we're in Division Five now. We had like four back-to-back promotions. Um, we've, we've got a decent little team going at the moment. Good. Um, there's some. There's a few little superstars who think they're too good. Dan only being one of them. Need to sit his ass back at left back. But yeah, we're doing. We're doing all right. We're doing all right. Um, dude, that's it from me though. Honestly, FIFA, Borderlands, and Siege. But you've heard me talk about Siege plenty. So yeah, yeah I mean, anyway. luckily the games have finally started. It's August. Games fix. are coming. Games are coming. August. Yeah, what's what's coming this month? Like, what's uh, besides not the coming soon? Like, not we'll the coming that soon. Section, but like, I mean, like, it's off the, the top of my it's head. Like I know you got Shemu remaster. We well. got Shemu's remaster, right? Uh, um, uh, what else comes out this month? Um, I feel like I'm, there's a ton coming. That I'm just. I feel there's a ton this month, but it's more next month's Div- my month. Divinity Original Sin Two is coming later this month. That is fucking yes. awesome. I've heard great things. Um, I've heard such great things. We have a few. There's this awesome game called Phantom Doctrine that I can't talk about right now. Okay. Um, because I may or may not already be playing it. 
Maybe. Uh, the first season of The Walking Dead. Uh, the, the first of episode, course. sorry, of The Walking Dead. Uh, Shenmue, yeah. yeah, that's coming. Um, Strange Brigade. No. no. I want to like it because I like Rebellion. I didn't like what I played. But, yeah. I like I played it with with this random person that the then it was just like no. I think this is gonna be pretty dull. I mean I'm happy to be proven wrong, hopefully, but we'll see. I saw people dubbing it as uh the Left for Dead. No. The British Left for Dead. No. I was like, nope, no. nope, 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 nope. No <laughs> just way. no. Just just not no. even close. Not even close. I might pick it up to mess about with it. Maybe I'll finally pick up a a, a rental system. Do it. And that's because that's a type of game for a rental. It's, fan- the, it's a fantastic system. Yeah, well, I like to buy like games. Years. I like to support games. I like to not to say you're not, but I like to buy games to the best of my ability just to give back. That's where, fair. That's you fair. Know, that's I try. That's. I think like gaming is like the one piece of art form that I don't pirate and I don't steal and I don't anything. Not to say I steal anything else. No, no, I don't. Okay, I, I don't I, no, I don't. I have a cinema <laughs> part. So, but like gaming is the one that I re- like. You, I may would do. A film, but I would never do a game. You wouldn't steal it. <laughs> like those old fucking piracy. Yeah, those oh, I love those. You wouldn't, st- oh, yeah. you wouldn't steal you. a car. I, mean, I would if I get away. I mean, I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> don't judge me. You don't know me. All right. Well, that's what's been in our box this week. Should we get on the topic of the show? Um, yeah, I suppose. Why not? I suppose so. Yeah, why, why, not? why not? I mean, topic of the show this week is... Uh, it really upset me when I read this. Do you want a hug? No, but it did upset me. Uh, topic of the show this week is Capcom's high expectations for Devil May Cry 5 and Resident Evil 2. Monster Hunter World ships 8.3 million units. Uh, Monster Hunter World sales have surpassed 8 million units on PS4, Xbox One. Uh, Capcom has announced that Monster Hunter World's physical shipments and digital sales have hit 8.3 units as it's as of the last physical quarter, which saw the company net sale increase by 46.5% year over year. Uh, we also got an overview of the performance of the whole business mentioning high expectations for Resident Evil 2 Remake and Devil May Cry 5. And the quote we have here, During the three months ended in June 30th, 2018, our industry made rapid advancements in technology through such means and incorporating higher definition uh, visuals as well as IA. AI, sorry. AI uh, into home video. Don't laugh at me, goddammit. As uh, at this time, our industry faced blah, 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 blah. Let's get to what we need to get to here, which is. In the environment, the company holds high expectations for uh, the two major titles that were released this year in Q4 uh, of the current physical year. Resident Evil 2 for Xbox One, and uh, which was announced at E3, blah, 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 and Devil May Cry, which is the first mainland release in 10 years, uh, which also attracted strong interest. Um, furthermore, Monster Hunter World will continue to sell yada, yada, yada. Gary, why do you think I'm upset with this? Because you want a Resident Evil 3 remake eventually, and if it doesn't sell well enough, you won't get one. No, no, not actually. No, because I felt like Capcom would just get into a good place. Capcom would just get into that place where it was like, shit, this is gonna, this is sold well. Capcom are on the up, Mega Man, and then I've got a really bad feeling they're gonna mess it up. Yeah. I have a bad feeling that they're gonna, the, the, 
they don't say what their actual expectations are for Devil May Cry 5 and Resident Evil 2, but I really hope... Uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake, sorry. I really hope that they're... They have high expectations, which already makes me nervous. It's because Devil of May the... Cry is, yeah. Go on, go on, go on. It's because of the, 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 the stigma that's been attached to that via, like... Via things like EA's high expectations for, like, Dead Space, which killed yeah. Dead Space because it wasn't going to sell as many units as EA wanted it to sell. Exactly. I, I don't know, Capcom... I, I don't know. I'd personally give them the benefit of the doubt. Okay, here's the question. What do you consider high expectations? I consider it's... They just, I, I, it's a hard one Devil May Cry 5. What do you think Devil May Cry... Monster Hunter World is sitting at 8.3. Monster Hunter World, I would never But that have... game took everyone by storm. Yeah. And that's why I'm worried that this is going to be a bit more... I Ugh. think I would... like, And I would have said this about Monster Hunter World this time last year, even though I was super hyped for it. But yeah. I, f- I feel like Resident Evil 2 and Dev- especially Devil May Cry 5 are more niche than yeah, the I Monster agree. Hunter. Well, it doesn't have that same... Number one, doesn't have multiplayer. Number one, just off the bat. So people like me, who I didn't really care about Monster Hunter, but I heard everyone talking about Monster Hunter, so then I went and picked up Monster Hunter. That's not going to happen with Resident Evil 2. It's not like you're going to pick up Resident Evil 2 Remake because you hear me talking about it. You know if you like Survival Horror. You know if you like Resident Evil. You know, you know. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Thank you. But then monster hunter was a total different big so it's like guys i need you to pick up this game why because we need a team to take down this fucking monster yeah. like that's what this game is about so we need to but i don't really like it yeah but just come on and play and that sort of was how it was where that's not the case for devil may cry or resident evil i didn't 100%. play monster hunter for his story where i'm playing both of those games for a story yeah uh, yeah 100 i mean i love I, both franchises but I wouldn't say they're going to sell 8.3 million units by this I don't time think next year. That. No, definitely No way. Not. I think Resident Evil 2 is in a strong position because it comes out in January. Capcom pretty much owned January at this point between Resident Evil at 7 and yeah. uh, Monster Hunter World. Um, I'm sure yeah. someone's going to pick up on this eventually. If you release a game in January, it's going to sell well. Um, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, Dying Light did the same thing, didn't it? Um yeah, it depends what Capcom means by high expectations. Like, are they basing those high expectations on the sales of Monster Hunter World, or are they basing those high expectations just on okay, so like, like the Resident Evil high expectations are based on the Resident Evil franchise. High expectations based on the sales of previous Resident Evil games. If you get where I'm going yeah, from, there. Like, I do. I totally, yeah, I totally get what you mean. I totally do. It's just. I'm just worried. I am. I just think it puts Capcom in a bad place. Where if people don't hear this, then they don't feel either or type of way. Where I hear this and I automatically go, oh god, Resident Evil 2 is going to sell 4 million copies and they're going to say it's a failure. Yeah. I mean, we've been down this road with so many different games, right? Like, it is hard not to think that when you hear the stories about, like, Tomb Raider was a disappointment and Nelly didn't get made without Xbox's intervention and Dead Space was was a disappointment even though it sold like 5 million units which is mental for a horror game but because it wasn't like it wasn't like Call of Duty numbers then (laughs) I think Resident Evil 2 is like one of the highest 
selling, if I'm not mistaken. So I get where they're at with that. I think it goes... I think it's five, five six, yeah. seven. I think it was five, six, seven, two. In sales, which then tells me, I don't know, man. It just makes me. It just makes me nervous. If I was Capcom really and I was looking at this, I would like, and I was like, what do I expect? I would say, I expect Resident Evil Two to sell a little bit more than Resident Evil Seven. Okay. To push on a little bit more than Resident Evil Seven, because you got to think you got. They've got all those Resident Evil 7 fans who are hungry for more Resident Evil, maybe not all of them. Either they haven't played Resident Evil 2 before because they're younger fans who didn't grow up during the PlayStation era. Or they're like us, who love Resident Evil, and Resident Evil 2 is amazing, and the remake looks absolutely stunning, and I'm going to pick it up anyway. And then you add on to that, like, the people who get drawn in by the hype. I think just Resident Evil 7 had like a 10 million sales target. That's insane. I'm pretty sure that's what they <laughs> thought it was going to sell. That's no, no, <laughs> no. Seven. And if I'm not mistaken, they did like five point one. Yeah. At launch, sort of thing. Like I don't know. Those are big numbers VR for a horror for game. Yeah, and it had VR going for it as well. Yeah. 100%. Which was obviously like the thing that pushed it, and oh. it pushed it a little bit. It was only PSVR that didn't have the PC VR going for it at the time. I agree. But you know, you know what I'm trying to say. I get what you're it's trying just... to say, 100. percent Like it was a draw because anyone, anyone who had PSVR, whether they like horror games or like Resident Evil, or whether they don't like horror games and don't like Resident Evil, would have bought Resident Evil Seven purely for the fact that they needed something to play on their VR. Yeah. Um, but then let's take this conversation a little bit different and go to Devil May Cry because. Yep. Devil May Cry to me. I've not played a Devil May Cry game since Devil May Cry Two. Ooh. Yeah, like it just—it was one of those franchises that just never really clicked. Like I enjoy it just fine, but it just didn't. It doesn't have me for some reason. It was just a bit. It was a bit too much for me. It like, is a bit over the top. It, the characters were never, never that amazing that that kept me in that world. Yeah, and then like seeing this trailer, the trailer looks good. I, like the the biggest draw to this game for me is like the ten years gap of a mainline game, which is like okay, that means that they they've definitely brought it back because they feel like they have something. Yeah, otherwise they wouldn't have bothered. So I don't know. I Capcom just, have been I making really... a, a big show of of bringing back old old franchises uh, in the last they few have. years. So, but expectations have always been kind of low in my head. Maybe I'm the only one that thought that, but just I never really thought. Resident Evil 7 was going to sell boom and then I think it's just Monster I think that's the problem is Monster, Monster Hunter so well yeah. and it's like well everything's going to sell like this and I'm like no, no that's not how things work Devil May Cry 5 it's going to sell reasonably well it's going to like I think it's going to be a good game um, or I hope it's going to be a good game I should say yeah um, it's not going to set the world on fire with its sales because it's Devil May Cry and I love Devil May Cry but it's not going to be a blockbuster title yeah I, yeah. I would love to eat three, those words but... 3 million 3 million <laughs> I reckon yeah maybe around 3-4 million yeah and then Res 4-5 I think they get about 5 maybe 6 push up to 6 we'll see we will see, see. Let's hear from my boy Mike Lynch anyway. He says, hi guys, my name's Mike Lynch. Hi, I stream as much as I can, but I'm a student. 
and finals are a thing. They're not anymore. No, no. He's actually at Bandcamp. Um, <laughs> I don't have a set schedule, but follow me on my Twitter, at MikeLynch8645, to stay up to date with my streams. Gary, coming soon. What we got this week, bud? Four games, which Hit is me. four more than last week. <laughs> well, three well, more than last week. Three more than last week, yeah. Depending on who you ask. Uh, tomorrow, August 2nd, we've got a game called Armored Warfare. Just coming to Xbox One. It's been out on like PC, PS4. Give me the blurb. Uh, yeah, this is a bit awkward. But engage in furious tank combat using the latest armored vehicles in the next-gen multiplayer tank shooter. Choose cooperative missions, PvP battles, or our exclusive hybrid battle mode. Attack and dominate war theaters ranging from desolate to urban and crush your enemies on the modern... Is that I swear it? the blurb ends. On the modern. <laughs> on the modern. <laughs> I think they ran out of space. I'll, I'll give that one a miss. Yeah. I'd never heard of it until half an hour ago. Uh, all Coming out on August 7th, we've got three games. We've got Overcooked 2. Whoop, whoop. Can't wait for this. Yep, I'm going to be screaming at my friends to Can't pass the tomatoes. Me and Haley will 100% be streaming that. Uh, maybe not day one, but we will 100% be streaming that. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Like, I will 100% be watching that stream and also yes. playing it myself. Because <laughs> yes. I love Overcooked. It's amazing. Uh, also on August 7th, we've got Dead Cells is finally coming to, to Xbox, consoles. Yeah. Fantastic game, roguelike. So good. Um, I've got it on PC. I've never played it, obviously. Um, I've been playing it since last year. Xbox. The, it's a good game, right? Oh, it's a fucking awesome game. Um, the changes that they've made have been really, really good as well. Um, it is a fucking hard game, though. <laughs> Uh, sorry to tell you, but yeah, it's uh, it's so good. Like I, would, I did an anticipated games of, of twenty eighteen list at the beginning of the year, and Dead Cells is just to me. Dead Cells could be could be game of the year. Like it's very very good. Okay. Okay. And lastly, we've got Hyper Universe is coming to Xbox One. Hyper Universe. Hyper Universe. Never heard of it. I ha- I feel like I've heard of it, but. I feel like I keep seeing its name pop up in my email inbox, but then I think I never. I don't think I've ever read the emails. But anyway, leave the grind and start the brawl. Hyper Universe deftly combines action-packed combat and team-based strategic gameplay with an outrageous cast of characters assembled from every corner of the galaxy. Prepare for a gaming experience that's out of this world. Something tells me it's not going to be out of this world, but... Something tells me these guys... And I love... Indie game devs, I really love them a bit, but they really need to write better blurbs because I've read that and I don't know, I don't know what the game is, and yeah. this happens so many times, but I've never noticed it before because until until I started doing coming soon, like you just I've, you don't know what they're trying to sell. Yeah, I mean it's it's free to play on PC, so I assume it's gonna be free to play on Xbox. Um, and according to yeah. according to Steam's tags, it's a MOBA. Okay. No so. thanks. <laughs> no there you go. Thanks. That's coming soon this week, yeah? August 7th. Next Tuesday. Cool. Well, thank you for that. Let's get into the news this week, Gary. And uh, Rocket League has uh, been in the news once again. Uh, Rocket League key trading finally coming to Xbox One. Uh, Rocket League's key trading feature is finally coming to Xbox One thanks to the game's new set. Zephyr. Seth. Zephyr, that's what I assumed it was. Zephyr update. As detailed on the update patch notes, Xbox One 
uh, players will soon be able to trade cosmetic uh, cosmetics for keys which are used to unlock rocket leagues loot boxes or crates while the sephir update went live today key trading will only be able uh, enabled within the next few days so if you're into rocket league that is for you the key trading is coming uh, i know a lot of rocket league players that are waiting for this the update so I haven't, played Rocket, Rocket I haven't played Rocket League since it came out. I don't think. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I play. I, I play. I mean, I played it when it came to Xbox for a little while. It was never my. I've never been good at the game. Yeah, I, think that's, I was about to that's say that's the problem. You, if you're not good at that game, it's quite a hard one to really sink your teeth into. I played it a lot when everybody was shit at it. Bad. <laughs> and then when everybody got good and I didn't, I was like, and I'm done. Time to leave. <laughs> yeah. I know uh, Luke and a few of the other boys uh, play it quite often, so good for them. Uh, next up, some really good news, I guess, in the Xbox sector. Uh, Playground Games hires Bioware, EA, uh, EA and Rocksteady talent for upcoming RPG. Uh, UK studio Playground Games has hired another wave of top uh, talent for its unannounced action RPG, GameIndustry.biz can reveal. The developer has added a range of recruits from acclaimed game makers such as Bioware, Rocksteady, Ninja Theory, and Guerrilla Games. Uh, yeah, I did say that right. Plus hires from Electronic Arts, uh, which is still working on its debut title. All of the hires will be working on Playground's open-world action RPG, which is being developed as at the firm's second studio we revealed last year. It has already hired a variety of AAA uh, talent for the project, including devs from GTA V, Metal Gear Solid, and Hellblade's team. Uh, kicking off the new round of hires uh, is a... Sorry... Pr principal? Environment artist Scotty Brand, who previously held the same position at EA, which has contributed to Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh, he also held a similar position at Bioware, uh, Electronic Arts, and Midway Games. So this is huge, Midway if games. we're being serious. Um, this is huge for Playground, obviously, because they're getting some... We don't know who everybody is, obviously, yeah. apart from Scotty Brown, but they're getting some big, big talent that worked on games. Bioware and EA, obviously, and then you've got Rocksteady, um, people from GTA, Metal Gear, and Hellblade. All the games mentioned... Um, and teams mentioned are huge experience as well. and and have experience probably in the RPG realm. Well, I'm pretty sure we're safe to assume that it's Fable still. It's Fable. Yeah. Um, and I was talking about this the other day with uh, somebody, and we were saying that all they need to now really is the humour. Has to be super because, British. Yeah. Well, the thing for me is. The thing, Fable's a great game. I love Fable 2, and I, I actually quite enjoy Fable 3 as well. Um, played the beginning of Fable 1, as I'm sure some of you remember when it comes to backwards compat, but that's about it. Um, Fable's gameplay's never been that good, no. in my opinion. Yes. it's never That was never the thing that was like, oh my god, I'm going back to Fable for the... No, I was going back to Fable for buying houses and getting women pregnant and chilling at the bar and... drinking and getting STDs and marrying five women and then all finding out and the humour and all that type of stuff. Plant a tree, watch it grow. It's... You fuck off. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but that that was the thing that I went to Fable for. And thinking back, I was just I was thinking about it, I was like, that's all they got now is the humour. The humour on the world... The gameplay, I want it to be great, and I want it to be fantastic, and I want it to be better. 
But if they now the humor and the world building, I'm gonna be okay with that. I think with the team that they have, Playground Games is a British team, correct? Mm-hmm. So I mean, with that, you've got the you can you can get the humor and the everything and the, the feel of the Fable world. Playground well, Games is good good writing, hopefully. Yeah, Playground Games they make awesome open worlds. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm assuming it. In the racing game. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming it'll translate well when you're not driving a car. Um, well, they still create a great world. Yeah, 100%. It's just we'll be able to run around in that world, which is fantastic. <laughs> just moving around a little bit slower. Less jumps. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, like, the teams, the people that they've hired from the studios that they've hired, when you talk about, like, Bioware, Rocksteady, uh, the GTA devs, Metal Gear devs, Hellblade devs, it sounds like they're. These hires, like the games that they have made and the experience that they have, they make excellent gameplay games. Yeah. So like the Arkham series has fantastic gameplay. GTA yeah. has... And it's a great world. Yeah. Fantastic gameplay. Hellblade, fantastic gameplay. Like, so it seems like all three, potentially, like, you know, if it is Fable, you know, on that 1% chance it's not. But, like, if they can I combine mean, all three... I would three be totally and... okay with a new IP as well. Oh, 100%. I mean, would, we both said be, it. Like, Yeah, I'd be totally okay with the MIP. I mean, I want Fable to come back, but if it's not, cool. But I feel like just the way Phil has been with the whole conversations, like I'm not talking about it. I remember when he was at um, Giant Bomb and they had Fable on the whiteboard back there. And he's like, oh, don't worry, I'm not looking at that whiteboard. And stuff like that. It was just sort of hinting to it. So, well, they had know. a chance to... Like when, like, when they closed Lionhead, you know, we found out they had a chance to sell Lionhead two other like uh, companies but they yeah. all those companies wanted Fable and Microsoft said no we're keeping Fable no. so they're obviously yeah. going to make Fable yeah so I'm just interested I can't wait for it to come out if I'm being honest I'm like super excited I just want to see it I mean I want it to come out well, I think seeing it we're probably looking at hey, this E3 coming yeah it's got to be ne- like next year right next E3 yeah, like, yeah it's probably we'll hold see out. maybe it'll come at Gamescom maybe no way <laughs> I can hope no way don't take this Jeez. from me <laughs> too early too early wait too early too early I know um, next up we've got EA in the news again uh, EA is considering making a free to play standalone shooter of course it is. Uh, during this investor call uh, for Q1 uh, FY 2019 EA asked uh, sorry Electronic Arts talked about the possibility of making a free to play battle royale game of its own the topic the uh, came about when Electronics Art COO and CFO Blake Jorgensen asked if Battlefield 5 uh, Battle Royale mode, dubbed Battlefield Royale, might be spun off into a separate free-to-play product. Jorgensen shot down the idea, saying Battlefield Royale was no different um, than any other mode in Battlefield 5. Continuing, however, he implanted... Sorry, implant... Sorry, in implied that a separate standalone battle shooter from EA is a possible is possible quote i would say we're interested in possibly experimenting with an essential uh, essentially a free to play standalone game that might be in the shooter game genre or another genre but i don't think that's how we're looking at battlefield stuff right now jurgson said but you'll see more to come on that front in the coming months and years yeah I mean, I'm not opposed to it, though, dude. I know you seem pretty off about it. You go first. I don't know. It's not that I'm off about it. It's just it's the cynicism of the whole thing, isn't it? It's like Fortnite made X million, billion, squillion, 
dollars. So now everybody's so yeah. so now everybody's gonna go. Oh, we're gonna do a free to play battle royale shooter too. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> but on the other, like, See, I was. I go this. the other side of it because the way I go is, if they can make a game of quality. As, I love PUBG, but PUBG's clanky as fuck. Oh, 100%. Like, and I love Fortnite lately, but I'm getting a bit sick of it again. So if you hear me say I've raised quit again, I have. Um, but it's still not... Fortnite's way better than PUBG gameplay, but I feel like Call of Duty's going to be better than both of them, which and I'm hoping Battlefield's going to be better than Call of Duty, which means if I can get a free-to-play version of all of that in okay. that AAA okay. polished... Fu- I'm totally down for that. Like battle royale, battle royale, they come and go in my in my mind at the moment. But a free to play one, I feel like the problem is right, I've got two versions here. I've got PUBG and I've got Fortnite. Right? PUBG clanky, and I had to pay for it. Fortnite, pretty solid gameplay, and it's free, and it doesn't come for my wallet at all, ever. Like I've not once been like. I actually thought about it the other day where I was like, I should probably buy a Battle Pass one day. Because like, they deserve it. The amount of hours they've given me for free, for nothing. It's about to say, the amount of hours you play about their Fortnite, you probably actually get pretty decent value out of it as well. I mean, yeah, I'm starting to give up. They're, <laughs> yeah. They're just too good. They're just too good, these kids. They're just too good. I don't Anyways, know. Mate. My thing doesn't um, come down to, like, oh, there's too many, like, Battle Royales. Like, that's stupid. Like, there's way more, like, of other genres, like, than there is Battle yeah. Royales. Um... Like my thing comes down to, I don't trust EA to make something substantially different from what we already have. If that makes sense, like to innovate or iterate or like push it in a different direction, like how Fortnite did add, like took PUBG and added the building mechanics, which aren't for me, but at least they went and said, actually, we're going to do something completely different, different. like a, bit, a little bit yeah. different. Yeah, yeah, I get. Yeah, it's. A, it... Yeah, I'd lo- I still love to see it. The the one thing that scares me is free to play EA. I <laughs> know, right? <laughs> I want free to play. I want free to play like Fortnite. That I want game. free to play like. And a free to play EA like, game is coming for like a lot. <laughs> That's coming. You know it is already. Yeah. It's like, hey, do you want this skin? They're like, no, thank you. Pop, pop, pop. Oh, hey, do you want this skin? I'm like, no, thank hey, you. Hey, do you want this skin? Hey, do you want this skin? No, no, fuck off. That's how it feels. That's what I don't want. Like, it's gonna happen. Maybe it'll happen. Who knows. I'm going to remain optimistic. Hey, do you want these loot boxes? <laughs> I'm going to remain optimistic. Still, you do you. a lot of EA. Yeah. More EA, Gary. I like this one. NBA though. Live 19 introduces option to create your own female player. EA Sports announced uh, players will be able to create a female athlete in NBA Live 19. Uh, this is the first prof- first professional basketball game to offer the option. Those created players will be able to participate in all game modes, including the one, uh, including the one, and access all the same skills, progressions, and gear as the male counterparts. To be fair, I know that sounds like a silly thing to say. But I could totally see someone being that dumb yeah, and being 100%. like, "Oh, the female's weaker." Yeah. Or oh, the they've got slower. less this, or, but more this. Like they've got less exactly. strength, but more dexterity. Like, come on. Yeah, but uh, access to all skill points, progression, and gear as the same as the males uh, counterparts. Men and women will also be able to play in the same squad in the one, uh, reinforcing that there are no restrictions with the 
no restrictions at all. Yeah. Uh, female gamers will also have the option to scan their face into NBA Live 19 using the NBA Live compar- uh, companion app for iOS and Android, and the new icon abilities modelled after one of the greatest female basketball players of all time, uh, Candy Can- Candice Parker. Right? Yeah. Candice yeah, Parker. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, this is great. There's, there's nothing What's negative up? here. There's nothing that's brilliant. I think it's something that I think we're finally getting there. That female females play games. Uh, oh no, women women play sports too. What? I know, crazy. <laughs> um, but it's like yeah, cool. Like I, I think the one is like their version of the park uh, in right. in two K. So I'm guessing it's like yeah, cool. Why wouldn't I not want to see a woman run around? Or for that matter, a man playing as a woman if that's what he wants to do. Like. I just love the fact there's no restrictions. Now. Yeah. Like, you can do whatever you want. You do you. Yeah, exactly. It's great. It's fine. It's, it took them until 2018, but yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> to be fair, in their defense, NBA Live's never been great, so that's oh, okay. a couple of years off. Yeah. So. Oh, oh, did they? Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I know literally nothing. Like, the only thing I know about sports games is when you play, like, Madden and FIFA on Twitch. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's, that's it. it. That's it. Um, but yeah, so we we'll, we'll keep an eye out on that. Will I play it? Maybe uh, we, we shall see. Moving on, uh, we got some news on uh, Fools of Seven today. Turn Ten Studios announced that it will be removing Prize Crates, its version of the free loot crate from Forza Motorsport Seven. Most likely during the win- coming winter edition, Turn Ten will not be bringing paid tokens, which were included in the previous Forza games, to either Forza Motorsport Seven or October's Forza Horizon Four. Quote: While we're never, well, sorry, while. We've, while we've never chain, charged money for prize crates in Forza 7, their persistence in the game has continued to be a source of controversy, said uh, studio head Alan Hartman, explained, quote, The overwhelming feedback has been that the system feels out of place in the game. After careful consideration, we have decided to completely remove prize crates from Forza Motorsport 7. Starting this month, we've already taken steps towards that goal, first by unlocking more than 100 previous locked exclusive cards, and second by completely removing cards from the prize crates in the game, continued Hartman. The current Mo, sorry, the current lineup of prize crates offer no competitive advantages and only offer driver gear suits, modes, and badges. Uh, sorry, mods, mods and badges. Uh, and these, yeah, it would have been weird if it was mods. Yeah. And these crates will all remain in place until they are removed entirely. So, mm. I think we, we got what we wanted. Yeah, pretty much. Like, don't put random loot boxes in a fucking driving game. It didn't need it. it it's just silly. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't need it. Unfortunately, I think this was one of those ones where they were probably making money from it, though. Yeah, hundred percent. It was like we're not going to do something until we're forced to. Yeah. And now they've been forced. Now to. it's like got paid. I like the yeah. fact that it's not going in Forza Horizon Four, because like as much as it screwed yeah. up the progression of Motorsport Seven, like an open world exploration driving game would get screwed up a lot more by just by a system like this. So it's true. You're right. Uh, next up in the last news story this week is another two titles have joined backwards compatibility. Uh, one of them being Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Double Agent and Tom Clancy's Blacklist. Blacklist was awesome. Never played either of those two. I didn't play a Double Agent, but Blacklist. Good. Very okay. good. 
Uh, games with gold this month, new month, new new month, new me. Uh, Forza Horizon 2, available from August 1st to August 31st. Never played it, so maybe I'll give it a go. But I've got free to play and never finish, so... Mm. Uh, next up, For Honor, August 16th to September 15th. Uh, next up, you have Dead Space 3 from August 1st to August 15th. And last but very not least, Epic Mickey 2, The Power of 2, uh, August 16th to August 31st. Strong. Strong month. Very strong. Strong month. I got, like, I remember I posted it in the group with a little snarky mark. Um, didn't, didn't, oh, didn't notice. Didn't notice. No? 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 no. Oh, it was a good one. Um, no. Fools of Horizon 2, I feel like that's a bit of a, like, uh, you could have gave us three. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I've got three, it's, but. It's just a push, the, like, get four. in people's minds for four, yeah, right? Exactly. For Runner, though, that's a big one. I was. I couldn't it believe it. It sold well. Yeah. It sold well. It still has. A decent fan base. I'm guessing this is to repopulate the Xbox servers. Yeah, what I think's happened here is For Honor's gone the same way as from what I've heard. I, I dropped For Honor quite quickly after launch, but from what I've Me heard, too. it's gone the same way as Rainbow Six Siege, where they've continually improved it and they've continually changed it, and now it's a it is supposed to be a much better game. So they give. I think what they're doing is they're giving it away to Xbox players who will then download it and go, "Oh shit, For Honor's actually really good now," and then start talking about it on Twitter and. Nope. They're giving it away to Xbox Live subscribers. Not giving it away. Not giving it away at all, Gary, are they? They're giving it to Xbox Live subscribers. No, not giving it. They're selling it to. If you already have a Lexus Live subscription. So you had to pay for it. I know I I misspoke the first time I said it. Damn straight you did. And we won't have that on this podcast. They are giving it to Xbox Live Gold subscribers. Okay, I'll allow that sentence. Yes. Which is which is what I actually meant to say. And then Damn straight. I'll keep you honest around Those people, my, my apologies, I completely misspoke. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're giving it to Xbox Live Gold subscribers who can then go out and say, oh shit, this game is actually really good now and they'll start talking about it and then more people will buy it. And then, Hopefully. Yeah. So on, so on, yeah. so on. Gary. Yes. This is where we're going to my Xbox and me. We're going to the emails. Fix this sack. You can email in myxboxandmepodcast at gmail.com. We are having emails this week. We got one. We did. That I don't want to read on this show. It, it, it's... It's criticism. Um, not in the way that I would like criticism. Uh, I don't want to ignore it completely. But uh, we, we, got, we got an email. In, I feel like it may have been for my eyes only. But, that being said, I have shown Gary. Um, it was... It was um, it was criticism, but it wasn't in a way of like a way to improve. It was more in a way of I want things to go back to how they they used to be. So I want to take this moment real quickly just to to put it out there that Ross, I love Ross. We all know I still talk to Ross. Um, I still talk to Kev. The only person I don't talk to is Joe, just because of my own personal um, things. Joe has reached out, and that's just my own personal stuff. Um, Ross and Kev left, and Joe left. They left. They didn't want to do the podcast anymore. Um, and what I think people need to remember is Gary jumped in out of nowhere. Like Literally. it was like a, it wasn't a it wasn't a case of like oh Gary uh, Gary was meant to come in as a reviewer. To do the po- and then be on the podcast every now and then when I needed him. 
He was never meant to just come in and be the the to be the, the Joseph replacement or the Kevin replacement or the Ross replacement. That wasn't what was meant to happen. It's just we've had to roll with what we've had. I've been on the lookout for a new host ever since. Not that one. Not to say I was trying to replace Gary, but to add addition to this podcast. It was never meant to be a two man show. As much as I love doing a two man podcast, that was never the that was never it. But I feel like some people give give myself, Gary, and anybody else a little bit of a hard time sometimes when it comes to replacing Ross and Kevin. Remember, let's make it, I'm not like putting them on blast or nothing like that. Ross went off to do a Reddit podcast, which he's fantastic at, good for him, super proud of him, he's made something, he's doing something, so happy, like that's not a, it's not a slight at him. And Kev just, Kev didn't want to do it, Kev didn't want to be on camera, and Kev didn't, just didn't want to do it, and that's fine, that's okay. And then, like I say, Joseph and me, we had a fall in that, and that's that's what happened there. Um, but I don't like some of the feedback I'm getting, which is I get it, I get it in my DM sometimes, and I get it privately, and I get it, it's like I get it, but this is it's a different show now, and unfortunately, that's how it's going to be until we get somebody else. And you know, when we get somebody else, and it's three people, it's going to be a different show entirely again. And you know when we get a fourth person, it's going to be a different show again. So stay with us, enjoy it. Um, or have if you have feedback for us, whether it's segments or you don't talk about this enough or you don't talk about that enough or you only breeze over this or you don't cover this or whatever it may be in a constructive form, I'd love to hear it personally because I'm always about improving. The email that we got, some of the points I totally agree with him. I totally agree. Like it's not a that I disagree with everything that's being said, but it's how it went about. Um, it was said in a way that was quite... It come across quite rude and quite aggressive, and it come across in like a non, non-conversation, non and that's what this is. We're a family, we're a community, and that's what this is all about. So I want to take this time to address that person. Um, I won't read the email out here. I might read it on the, the post-show. Um, and maybe if I put it up on my private uh, Patreon, we'll see. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. So, remember, email it myxboxandmepodcast.com. If you've got questions, if you've got comments, if you've got concerns, please. Myxboxandmepodcast at gmail.com. That's the one. Yeah. I got it wrong. Again, that's two weeks in a row. Good job I'm here, really, I'm isn't it? it? I'm losing it. Well, thank God. <laughs> Uh, let's plug, plug, plug and get ourselves out of here, Gary. What have we got to plug this week, my dude? Uh, Twitch.tv slash words about games, which slowly has turned into a No Man's Sky streaming channel. Streaming. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'm going to play other games. <laughs> there are other games coming me. out, but, you know, yeah, don't trust me. Like, I'll probably play No Man's Sky tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you know. <laughs> you do what you got to do, man. Yeah. You do what you got to do. You. Um, me. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, youtube.com slash mcfixer. We are doing content. We're currently in the middle of doing content. Uh, my Xbox and Me podcast, we are currently... I'm going to wait. I've got the funeral on Monday. Um, so I'm going to try and get back to normal after all that. Um, content's coming. Yeah. Content is coming. I don't want to just be a streamer. That's never been what I wanted. I want to start creating content again. Um, and as so you were, I'm going to be doing. As you heard in my segment earlier today, there are games coming out again. <laughs> <laughs> so. Exactly. Uh, besides that, um, Twitch. Twitch.tv slash MCFixer. If you have Twitch Prime, you have Amazon Prime. Please give it to me. 
I'd appreciate <coughs> it. And if you ain't going to give it to me, give it to Gary. Words about games. Uh, but don't just let it sit there. Don't not give it to it. Every 30 days, you have to redo it. And uh, I'd appreciate it if you could give it to your boy. But, you know, potato, potato, I'd appreciate it. Gary, let's get out of here. Until next time, I'll love you, leave you, and see you all later. Goodbye. Uh.